Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance radio show by Gabby Abdel Gadir. This is episode 90, and I have this incredible young lady for you today who is like a social media and marketing pro. Uh, her name is Kimberly Mays. We call her Kim, uh, but I will let her introduce uh, herself to you, everybody, and just listen carefully. She has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to marketing your business and social media presence and uh, uh, enjoy. I will be posting her social media links, her bio on both on my podcast on Podbean and on my YouTube channel if you want to get in touch with her and I suggest you do. Um, thank you and uh, Kim, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah, so Tell us a little bit about who you are. Tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Kimberly Inez Mays. I'm founder of Creative Digital Systems. Uh, my team and I help coaches, professional speakers, authors, influencers, and digital thought leaders elevate their online presence through marketing automation and web design in order to attract their ideal client. So basically, we do all the techie stuff so that the business owners can do what they love to do. Oh, wow. That is mm -hmm. absolutely powerful. Okay, before we get to the business side, tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you live, and how you came about mm -hmm. into marketing. Yeah, so I'm from New York City, and you know, how I came about into marketing was via technology. So it was actually through technology that I discovered my love of marketing. I always wanted to create things. And I think even as a little child, I love to build things out of nothing and even virtually. Um, you know, I grew up in the 80s, 90s. So, you know, the internet really, we didn't really have internet in the house until the, the mid 90s. But even before then, I loved to create. I loved video games. I loved puzzles. But then, you know, once I was able to get online, I discovered that I enjoyed doing websites. So if you think of the late 90s, me and my teens, I was just um, enamored and intrigued by web design. Um, so if you look at any of those late 90s websites, I had a website that looked just like that. And I would do a lot of them, you know, personally and some for friends for free. And then I transitioned into um, a career in technology. I wore a few hats, mostly in email marketing. I was the person that code and um, built those email campaigns that went out to large businesses. But then I also did a lot of web development, um, database development. And then after a while, I said, okay, it's time for me to go back to college or go back to school and pursue my master's degree. So I had a choice. I had a, 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 some, a crossroads. I could either um, go further and deeper and get a master's in computer information technology, or there was this MBA over here that I said, wow, this is a lot more interesting because I get to learn a lot more. So I chose to go the MBA route. And that's how I discovered that I enjoy small business and marketing and really putting everything that I've learned and done all together. And then a few years later, I launched my launched my business. Oh, wow. When how long has it been since you started your own business? Yes, I started in 2017. My business was then called Foolishly Creative and it was strictly a web design business. 
But the thing with websites is that they don't work unless there's a system behind it. They don't Absolutely. work unless there is, you know, some way to take visitors from that website and put them somewhere so that you can then sell to them. So that is why I do what I do, because there are a lot of people that do websites, but not as many that will take that traffic and then make them into followers. Yeah, I, I see your cat wants to join the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. Oh. Yes. It's easier uh, to just let them like um, let yeah. them just do what they want instead of close the door and then they meow. I oh. know that is so mm -hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. So when it when it, when we talk about websites, there mm -hmm. has been a lot of conversation now from people I know that I heard that it's better to have a landing page than having a whole website because people don't go to website because websites normally have different pages like one is about the author or about this so uh, a landing page if you want to promote something tell me about that what is your opinion about that landing page versus a full website yeah so you know when people say you don't need a website get a landing page um you need to understand that those are two different things and they both have a unique purpose so okay. i recommend having both but, you know, if you need to pick one over the other, I would say have a landing page. Now, the difference between a website and a landing page is just what you said. A landing page is just a page. But on your landing page, you have one goal, and that's to get them to do what it says on the page. So let's say it's a landing page to, you know, join your course. Then there should be no links, nothing on that page except for that enroll button and that form to fill out to enroll. So that's the purpose of the landing page is to direct traffic to one particular thing. Yeah. But I think um, when you go into business and you start growing and then you start asking for more money or you sell higher ticket items, your customers will expect to have a place they can go to vet you, especially if they don't really know you or your business. Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, it's really great to have a website, especially if you have a professional email address. What most people will do is they'll, you know, copy that, copy that website and that email address, go look you up. If you're asking them for fifteen hundred, three thousand dollars, or however have you, so I don't think websites and landing pages are necessarily interchangeable. In fact, they're not. But I think knowing the difference and making your landing pages convert as best as possible is probably the first step that I would do. The first step. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yeah. So where do you see? Um, there are people who are so successful on online business, and there are people who are struggling. Why do you feel and where do uh, they run short on uh, struggling with their online businesses, their online presence? Yeah, I feel that the people who are successful are the ones who actually publish. And there's really no secret sauce to it, in my opinion. I think it's just showing up and being consistent and following through on what you say that you're going to do, mm -hmm. what you've made the promises that you made to yourself yeah. versus those who are holding back because it's not perfect or holding back out of fear or just never making any offers. So the whole point of being online is to let people know that you're in business. And a lot of times what I see people do, they post, they post, they post, but they never really let people know what it is that they do. So mm -hmm. they'll get followers, they'll get likes, maybe they're sharing quotes or sharing cute pictures, but at the end of the day, their followers don't have any idea what they're in business and there's nothing to convert to. So they may be saying, well, I'm so busy, but nothing's happening. So it's about the message as well. 
talking about the message. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when it comes to social media, which platform do you think is more um, successful for mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and small business owners? Which platform would you suggest people focus on most? Yeah, so platforms come and go, platforms, you know, they grow in size. I think it's the platform where your customers are. So let's, for example, if you are, if your customers are professionals or institutions or, you know, um, other business people, then I would recommend LinkedIn, for example, they're more likely to be there, you know, you can make, build better relationships there. If they, you know, if you're selling things to maybe a younger audience, you could try TikTok, you could try Instagram, you just, you have to just figure out where your people are. Facebook is always kind of a go-to. I think it's kind of a default, really. Like, everybody has a Facebook page. But I would say, you know, you don't have to be on all platforms. Just invest in, like, maybe one or two and really hone in on that audience there because every platform is going to have content and a schedule that works for that particular platform. So if you learn one really well, that's better than um, stretching yourself thin. Yeah, the problem with Facebook is uh, mm -hmm. like, I know we're all connected on Facebook, but not everybody can see your posts. Mm -hmm. So how, wh why is that? I don't understand. This is new. I think something that's happening because it never used to be like that. Like I've been calling people, where have you been? I haven't seen you uh, responding mm -hmm. to my posts or commenting. And they say, we never get notification. We never get to see it. So what should people do about that? Yeah, so the thing to understand about Facebook, even Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, even Twitter or you know Pinterest, all of these platforms have an algorithm that decides what to show the person. So, you know, of course, these social media um, companies, they're not going to tell you what the algorithm is because then, you know, everybody's going to do it, do the same thing. But they have an algorithm based on, you know, the types of things that somebody has clicked on before. So if you're a business owner, you may be scrolling through your feed and you notice a lot of content and a lot of posts and ads targeting you as a business owner. It's because Facebook knows what you've responded to in the past. They have a whole profile on you. And so those advertisers can now pinpoint you know you as a person to display their content to and then when it comes to just um, organic content or you know not unpaid traffic um, usually a personal post um, or prioritized then Facebook groups and then lastly are pages so if you're primarily using a Facebook page to reach people chances are they're not going to really see your content I think maybe four to 10% don't know the exacts because they don't publish it, but most people won't see one particular post. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is two things. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be using any sort of social media platform, you should have a scheduler to really make sure that your um, posts are reposted because even though oh, you posted it once, it doesn't mean that everyone has seen it. Actually, really hardly anyone has seen it. That's one thing It's just don't, feel like you have to create fresh content all the time, make make a great piece of content and then reshare that. And there are tools to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is to really grow your email list. And this is something that's super important and kind of highlighted during the recent Facebook outage. It was a Friday and Facebook was down for a couple oh of hours. Oh my goodness, don't even get me started. You know how many calls I received that day? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know because I don't like go there all day long. 
So the so yeah. many calls. Can you check your page? Can you check your book? Can you go? Can you do this? Like it was crazy. Yeah. So what happens in the, in those cases? Yeah. So that's why it's really good to have the e email address of your um, of your audience. And there are a couple of ways to grow your email list. The one that I always recommend to people is to use a lead magnet, which is just a, a free guide, a freebie that you give away in exchange for an email address. Or you can also use webinars, you can use challenges, you can use events. So there are different things that you can exchange, like training, to get an email address so that when you have like the emails, if Facebook goes down for a second, you know, you can then send an email to your list saying, hey, Facebook's down, but if you need to contact me, just reply back to this email or call me. You know, you have a way to talk to them and then they have a way to talk to you. Yeah, email. So because I think mm -hmm. WhatsApp was out as well. Mm -hmm. So WhatsApp, definitely Messenger and Facebook was out. So people were like having a panic yeah. attack. Yeah. So when it comes to email, what platform do you use and what, what is your advice? Because I find like MailChimp, I used it years ago. I mm -hmm. don't find it user friendly right now for some reason. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your take on that? Yeah, so there are lots of email platforms. The one that I use is called Keep Pro. Um, it was spelled a little bit funny. It's K-E-A-P. K-E-A-P. Okay. Pro? And, mm -hmm, pro, yes. They have different versions, but I use the, the pro version. Okay. And, you know, I like it because it's all in one. I get a business phone number from it. Um, I also use it as a customer relationship management tool, which is something I can um, explain a little bit further. But you know, just it, the nice thing about it is that you have a list of contacts, so you know what they've purchased, how when you've last contacted them, you know what they're clicking on. You have so much data on your audience mm -hmm. that it's really phenomenal. Um, there are other platforms, however, you know, there, I recognize that there are entrepreneurs who are just starting, who are on a super tight budget. And then there are people who have teams and who have been in business for a while and have the financial bandwidth to, um, support a more expensive platform. So I think for people who are just getting started, there are other ones too, that are free or close to free. The important thing is not the platform. The important thing is just making sure that you have a platform because you can always change yeah. it. But yeah. those email addresses go with you. So yeah. once you get an email address, your email list is yours. And you can take that from platform to platform to continue to talk to your audience. So move. Yeah. So for people mm -hmm. who are just starting, which ones do you, which platform would you suggest that's not very expensive or free? Yeah. So the ones who are just starting who have no budget, I recommend MailerLite because it's free up to like a thousand people, I, I think. That's like uh, MailChimp, right? Yeah, it's like MailChimp. Like if you had to choose between the two, that's the one I would go with. Okay. And that's for people who are absolute beginners. Um, you know, once it depends on like what people are selling, but if they're starting to do retreats, high ticketed events, landing pages, sales pages, things like that, then I would recommend Keep, which is going to encompass all of that. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. You know what? I've never heard of those two. Mm -hmm. uh, up until right now from you i've never heard of kid pro and mailer light i've never heard mm -hmm. of them yeah i know of get response mm -hmm. um a couple of others that i've heard of but uh 
I found them very pricey for what I wanted. So I thought I would mm -hmm. just uh, check like that's where people like you come in for us to give mm -hmm. the best advice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so how do you serve your clients? So I know that, do you do like email marketing on behalf of a client? You do, do. that? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. I absolutely do. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are afraid to press send. And I understand why, you know, when a lot of people, when they send that email and they get that unsubscribe, it hurts. It hurts at first. You're like, wow, <laughs> they don't like me. But then, you know, it's something that you definitely need to get over. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people email once every six months or their email list, they'll email people every now and then. So what I recommend is have a regular cadence. And if you can't do that, what I do for my clients is I set up automated campaigns okay. that go out automatically to people once they take a particular action. So for example, if somebody um, downloads your ebook, I will set up an automation that will send them emails based on your ebook to have them get to know you and you know see what else you have going on take them to your website landing page or if you've been featured somewhere if you have a podcast somewhere we really kind of stretch that out to keep that relationship going so that a business owner doesn't have to press send all the time but i also recommend that people email their list their their general list at least once a week or once every two weeks just so that you stay top of mind with people they don't forget about you because that's when they start unsubscribing when you don't email enough and they've mm -hmm. forgotten about you yeah. so that that is something that i do and then also what i do for my clients is we kind of start with the end in mind mm -hmm. so let's say you want people to go into your 90-day program or to a 90-day program let's say hypothetically then i say okay well how are you getting people into this program well i'm doing a, a three-day challenge and i say okay great how many people do you need to be in a challenge to fill up this program and then once we have the challenge we're like okay well how are you now filling up the challenge so we need to get this many people to sign up for the challenge so that they can then sign, take the challenge and then sign up for the program. So we work backwards mm -hmm. and then that number gets bigger and bigger mm -hmm. um, towards the beginning where we say, okay, this is how many eyeballs we need on this particular landing page to fill that 90 day program. So that was a mouthful. So fortunately <laughs> for my clients, I write it all down because <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of, that's a lot of words. So I understand that, but if that, if that helps, that's what we do. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. What about the social media presence? Yeah, so for social media, um, you know, I do have recommendations on um, automated tools and other things to use. It's, that's not really in my wheelhouse, but I do have a network of people who do that service and they do it very well. Because I believe when you offer something, you need to be like the best at it. Yeah. So if I'm not the best at it, I partner with people who are. So for social media, I have a couple of people that I know of that will do that and they'll do your advertisement for you. Oh, wow. That is mm -hmm. incredible marketing. Mm -hmm. How about marketing? Is that part yeah. of the, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. So it really depends because marketing is so broad. So if we're talking about just marketing funnels that I kind of described with the, the 
the challenge and then going from the challenge to filling up your program, I definitely do that. And then at the beginning of that funnel, you would have, um, you know, social media outreach and you would do other types of marketing. So I definitely do support that as well. And through my partnerships, I also partnered with a copywriter too, because that's very important. So marketing encompasses so many things. But what I like to do is I'm a builder, so I like to tie things together. So if I don't deliver the service, I will tie it in, get somebody else to do it so that it's kind of a holistic um, approach. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Excellent. So um, what is your advice for beginners for just starting? A lot of people have, as you know, with this pandemic and all people lost Mm -hmm. jobs and everybody is looking to, to start something new. Mm-hmm. where they can work from home so what is your advice like in in chronological order one two three they should do this one then this second what is your advice for yeah so i believe and this this is not a list i would have came up with a year ago but this is what i've learned over the past year number one you really need to get clear on why you want to do it because there are going to be things that challenge you and things that really rattle you, like your happiness levels are gonna go up and down, your energy levels are gonna go up and down, enthusiasm's gonna go up and down. So you need like a vision to be your North Star, to be your sticking point, because you're gonna need it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's worth it, but it's hard. So number one, have that. Number two, figure out what problem you solve and for whom, and get super specific on it, Um, So we're all problem solvers, no matter what business it is, even if you sell like eyelash extensions, you know, you're solving a problem for people who don't like the length of their eyelashes. So, you know, some people like, well, I don't really know. I help people, I guess, like, nope, you identify a specific problem. Like if you help people with emotional eating or if you help people with, um, you know, get out of debt or come out of bankruptcy or something like that be like super clear on it and then be super clear on who is that person that you want to target because that's going to help you in your marketing so much and it's going to save you money by not doing all of these other random things okay once they have that cleared out where should Mm -hmm. they start okay and then number three once they have that is to really make sure that they build relationships with um people who fit that criteria so figure out where they are so for example if you if you were to help women between the ages of like 45 and 60 it's like okay well where are you going to go to make connections with those people not necessarily to sell um i don't reach out make connections to sell i reach out to make connections to make connections and then the sales happen just because they happen so just really figure out where you're going to go to make that connection because what you get out of it is you get their pain points you get what it is that they're looking for you get the types of problems that you need that they need solved because you can sit by yourself and guess all day long but until you talk to a real person it's going to be kind of a crapshoot yeah. so really build your connections um with people network that's that's my number network three. network in person mm-hmm. and in social media yes mm-hmm. be active and join groups that's what you uh, i'm guessing yeah you're right mm-hmm. yeah oh my goodness that is incredible any other advice that you want to give small business owners and entrepreneurs? Yeah, my advice is that, um, you know, really keep in mind that your journey is your journey. 
and it may look different from somebody else's. And I'm speaking a lot from things I've experienced myself is because it's easy to look around, especially because social media knows you're in business. So as you are on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is that you use, that platform knows you are a business owner. So it's going to show you other business owners. And it's very easy to compare yourself. It's very easy to get imposter syndrome and then shrink back and not put yourself out there. So just remember that, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have the fanciest equipment, you don't have the fanciest landing page, the fanciest website, but you do need to be able to clearly state what problem you solve and who you do it for, and then just follow that track. Follow that track, mm -hmm. okay. Excellent, oh my goodness gracious. I really need to have a one-on-one -on -one with you, young lady, and mm -hmm. uh, you're like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. So. Um, so you believe that a website is very important. I know that you said if you have to choose one of the two to start with, that landing page, but a website is extremely important. Yeah, it's important when you reach a certain point. So I just want to be super clear about that. So like if you're just starting from business, let's say you started your business this week, you don't need a website. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should start with a website after you get your first client. Um, and then depending on the price point of your services. So if you're selling, let's say like homemade, well, if, I'm saying maybe if you, if you sell something that's kind of lower price, you can get away with something, maybe a landing page or you know, a, even social media profile. But as you sell things that are maybe like $3,000 coaching package or $5,000 retreat or things that cost a lot of money and you're asking for a lot, you know, for me personally, as a consumer, I'm going to look you up to make sure you're you're the real deal. So that's what happened when I did a webinar or when I was on a webinar for a business coach. I didn't know her. I just signed up. It was a free webinar. She made this offer for fifteen hundred dollars. I was interested, but I'm not going to give, um, you know, fifteen hundred dollars to strangers. So I went to her website. I saw I looked her up. She had, you know, YouTube. She had the credentials to make me trust her. So when you get to that point where you're starting to sell products over 1500 to like 2000, 3000, I say that you know, you can easily afford a website with one Absolutely. of those clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got it. What are yes. the main the important things that your website should include? Yes, excellent question. So things that your website absolutely needs to include is a clear headline. Okay. But then, you know, your copy is super important. So remember I said that you need to clearly state the problem you solve and who you yeah. do it for. Yeah. That should be right on the top because people spend about six seconds on your website before they leave. Most people will view one page of your site and they won't come back. And that's with, across the board, most websites, yeah. even the fancy yeah. ones, it's just a reality. So having that will increase the likeliness that they stick around. And then the second thing is some way to collect information. So whether that is a link to a free training or a free downloadable, you want to get the email address because what that does is it keeps the relationship going. They're not coming back to your website. So if you get their email address, at least you can still talk to them. And then I think also your website needs to have a way for them to contact you or clear call to action. So whatever it is that your website is intended for. So for most, like my, my clients, they want them to book a call 
important with them. And so that call, that call to action should be on the site. And then that directive, whether you go to a calendar link or whether you go to some other form or whatever, that needs to be on the site too. Okay. Oh my goodness. Like your mm -hmm. wealth of knowledge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So everybody who is listening, you need assistance. You need mm -hmm. to get in touch with Kim. She is incredible, as you may have just seen in a very short period. I will put in all her contacts below. Okay, apart from work, I know that you love video games. What mm -hmm. else, what is your passion besides uh, the social media and all this business? As a, like, what is, what, what do you like to do on your spare time? I absolutely love to travel. Okay. That if you can't afford anything else, travel is the best investment over things, hands down. I will sell everything I have just to travel. Aww, okay. Because when you travel, a piece of that comes back with you. Yes. And I've been to a couple countries already. Can't wait to visit a couple more. But the thing I really want to do is explore my own country. So I'm in, I'm in the United States and I recently went to Utah. So when I walked out my hotel room, I saw these like huge snow covered mountains. I'm like, wow, I have never seen this before. This is cool. This is better than any city lights I've ever seen. And I yeah. couldn't stop staring at it. So just even exploring where you are in your yeah. own country, your own city, state, province, you know, just taking that in is something that I love to do. Yeah, excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, besides travel? And besides travel, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one. Yeah, so besides travel, what else do I like to do? Oh, gosh, um, I'm trying to think. I'm on you a, like I'm on reading a... books or watching a movie or... Yeah, uh... I, I do love watching movies a lot. Um, you know, lately I haven't really watched a lot of stuff just Me because I try, I try to not be in front of the screen if I don't have to just because you know, with the whole lockdown situation, we work online. I work online all the time. So if I can close my laptop and do something like not digital, that's kind of cool too. So what I like to do is, you know, I used to like to cosplay um, before all of the conferences kind of shut down is, you know, that's when you dress up as a anime character or like a comic book character or something like that. And you have a lot of fun with it. I, that was the one thing that I love to do. And I'm just really now getting back into my hobbies. I think as an adult, it's really hard. We kind of, you know, <laughs> grind and grind. And now it just reminds me, okay, let me get back into piano. Let me get back into dance and things I used to do when I was younger. So yeah. that is on my to-do list. Yeah, beautiful. You're not on mm -hmm. a lockdown now uh, in New York, are you? Um, no, not really. We're not on lockdown at all, but, you know, masks are still recommended. Yeah. And then, the, you know, they're starting to roll out boosters and different things. So, you know, hopefully things will turn around, but yeah. we have more freedom. But inter I love international travel, so can't wait to do that again. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so excellent. So I always ask my, my guests three questions. Mm -hmm. Actually, let me make them two because I kind of, you kind of answered one of them. Um, so I'll ask you two questions. Okay. If you have to visit three countries before you die, which countries would they be? Yes. So the first country would be Thailand. 
okay. because I really want to see the elephants Aww. and I really just love animals. The second country I think would be South Korea, just because I went to, I went to Tokyo, I went to Japan and, and I really want to see South Korea as well. I love, you know, South Korean media and I just want to go there. And then I think the last one to round it out, which is really tough because I've never been to South America. I also want to go to Australia, but I know I got to pick one more. So I would say Australia for sure, just so you can see nature and it's really big. Yeah. Love to mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, good choices. I have never been to, and I have been to uh, Hong Kong, but I haven't been to any of the others. So uh mm -hmm. yeah good choice and uh, by the way there are a lot of animals in africa especially in kenya i'm sure like I've, i haven't been mm, yeah. but uh yeah so they attract a lot of tourism uh in there in the safari you know yeah um, that's also another place too like madagascar um, yeah madagascar yeah kenya mm -hmm. yeah south africa is one of them and uh, yeah mm -hmm. excellent okay so we did the travel so if you have one dream to fulfill before mm -hmm. you die just one before you die that you want to fulfill what would it be one yeah dream. one dream that i would want to fulfill is i would want to be a foster mother and oh. i think yes because i think i want to give kids a chance i oh don't my have God, you almost got me emotional there oh. yeah because i don't have any i don't have any kids and that's okay but, you know, I, I really believe in taking care of people who are already here. They're, you know, you're watching the news of like kids and they're not in good situations. They really didn't deserve that. And yeah. I just want to, I just want to share, you know, I just want to share what I have and leave a legacy. I don't think you need to necessarily reproduce to leave yeah. a legacy. You can leave Absolutely. a legacy and plant seeds in other people. So that's what I would love to do one day. Oh my God, that is the most beautiful thing I heard in a long while. God bless you. Yeah, because trust me, there are a lot of children, abandoned children out there. It's mm -hmm. not even funny. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be like absolutely fantastic. And I know that you will make a very good mom, a very good parent. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a preference whether it's going to be a boy or a girl? No, no preference at all, really. I, I can relate to pretty much anyone, you know, yeah. so. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. So um, I think we're almost on time. Any last advice for our listeners? Yeah. So last advice for listeners is that, like I said before, and I'll say it again, it's your journey, you know, embrace it, embrace your timing and don't compare yourself to anyone else. And then just seek help when you need it. Um, I know that it's kind of tab you could feel like okay if i ask for help people are going to judge me no one's going to judge you for asking for help i think people are a lot more generous than you may think mm -hmm. so definitely ask for help and you know you have the support you need all around you absolutely oh mm -hmm. my goodness thank you so much i really enjoyed this mm -hmm. and i would really love to do a part two Mm -hmm. of this conversation with you and mm -hmm. uh thank you so much for being on my show oh you're welcome thanks for having me it was wonderful yeah okay until the next time everybody i will be posting her bio her links and everything get in touch with with her she's incredible as you may have already heard in a short period of time and until the next episode wishing you grace peace and balance blessings <laughs>